Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 4, episode 14. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with Lucy Wilson. Hello. And remotely, Anna Neary. Hello. And Tom Hazelden. Hello. Hello, hello. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Right. Good, good, good to hear. So today we have something a little bit different and a little bit special for you. Today is going to be a drum roll, please. A Hamilton special! So with the release of Hamilton onto Disney+, Plus, we thought we would dedicate a whole episode to the wonderful show that is Hamilton. So just to kick us off, a few few facts for you. It has won 11 Tonys, a Grammy, a Pulitzer Prize, and eight Olivier's. How crazy is that? Wow, that's mental. That's so mental. Crazy. So, um, they're they're one award away. I'm trying to remember what the award is from being in the special club. I'll try and find out and let you know during during the episode. But um, yeah, it's crazy. And, and considering it's only been on what when? How long has it been out? 2015. Okay, so that's five, five years. years. Yeah, all of that in five years is nuts yeah so yeah so the album got released 25th of september 2015 and the following week it was number 12 in the billboard chart how insane is that Mm. it's like equivalent to like the uk top 40 but for a musical album to just go straight through within a week as well um yeah it's crazy so let's get some views on the show that we saw solely on Disney Plus because I know Tom and Anna, have you seen the show? Yeah, we went and saw it in the West End 2018, I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah. we went for your birthday in October okay. 2018. So we saw the original West End cast. Okay, cool. So ig- ignore that for now and we're focused just on on the Disney Plus version, and then you can bring that back in later and see how it compares and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucy, what did you think of it? Because you've not seen it. We, we listened to the album for Album of the Week. Did we did. But, yeah, what did you think of it? Um, so, firstly, I have to say, I think it's the best musical I've ever watched from a film perspective. So, what I mean is how they filmed it and the production of the film. I think it's the best I've ever seen out of all of the filmed versions of stage musicals. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely was the best. I They must have put a lot of money and time and thought into that. It seems like they really knew what they wanted the, the outcome to be of the film, which you don't always get with filmed versions of live stage shows. I've not seen it on stage, so judging like the show from the film, I think it's a good show. It's not the sort of show that it is like my favourite type of musical theatre show, but I still can really appreciate it um, for so many things. I can see why it's got so many awards because it was really top of its game in every aspect that you kind of judge a show for, I would say. So like okay you look at the actors choreography singing acting all was top notch 
then you look at like the physical side of things the lighting the staging the set i that was all incredible as well um i just think it was done really well but the other thing i will say is that i've never seen anything really from broadway and i wonder if maybe the scale of hamilton was so amazing to me because I'm used to West End scale of production and everything just seems to be bigger on Broadway. Um, I know Anna and Tom, you've seen stuff on Broadway, so you can maybe say a bit more about that. Um, But yeah, no, I was really, really impressed. There's so much to say. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was just a general overall view I had of it. Very good. Anna, what did you think? I think that the show is pure genius um personally i just think there's a lot like as a show it is just so spectacular the filming unfortunately in some ways it was really good because i love seeing close-ups of actors and like enjoying that but also i did feel a lot with the filming i wanted them to zoom out a bit more because there is so much brilliant choreography that you see and you want to see the whole thing on the stage and i know we've shouldn't reference what we saw in the West End but when you know what's happening on the full stage and you can only see one person you're just like oh can you just make it bigger so I can get like that full experience so so I can see everyone and the whole ensemble in that bit because it was actually really good but I don't know because maybe they maybe saw messed up so they had to zoom in on that bit I don't know like you just don't know these things um it was yeah um really well filmed but I just as a show, I think it's so clever, like the story, and there's so many layers to this story, and the fact it's a true story, and just, I think the fact that it was just Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote it is pure genius, like, it's insane, I think that just blows you away itself. And going back to the Tonys, so I think he won... So, how many Tonys was it, Jazz? Eleven. Eleven Tonys. Eleven Tonys, but... It was obviously they had two lead males in that show and Aaron Burr actually won the Best Male Award. That's crazy. That is mad. But obviously when you're Lima Wild Miranda, you're not caring because you've actually technically won all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I can imagine that's probably a bit of a funny thing to say, but I can see why it's won so much. And it's taken me a while to figure, like the more I watch it, because we've actually watched it twice, and the more I watch it, the more I learn. And I love that in a show. There's something I didn't discover before the first time I saw it. And there's more. And there's, like I said, there's just so many layers to the show. Um, It is so packed full of content, isn't it? Like, it's such a struggle to keep up. Yeah. And I just love, it doesn't need much. Like, the staging and props, there's hardly anything. And I think that's when you know you've got a great show. If you've got a great enough story and you haven't got much to tell it with, but you still tell it with that convincingness, I guess, with the actors, I love that about a show. Yeah. You don't even realise. I agree with you there on the like set and the props because it was like they've done it so simply but it was so effective. Like what they have done was really worth doing. They haven't put anything in there that was like unnecessary or just for the sake of it. No, um, and that's what I love about it. Like they literally had what a couple of chairs and tables, maybe. Yeah, books. and I know, yeah. yeah, books and obviously the guns for the jewels. Um, I yeah. just think there's such powerful moments in that show. And when you speak to people, they love different bits. There's not one bit that everyone goes, "Oh, that was amazing." Like obviously, everyone loves the whole thing, but there's particular bits people love for different reasons, and I love that. 
because usually you you know you go wicked and you're like oh to find gravity like that's such a good moment where i feel like with hamilton there's lots of songs that you could say that about and i like the different styles that they've put into it it's not just hip-hop it's not just ballet it's not just like musical theater jazz stuff it's like it's everything so yeah i love that and it's very different and unique so yeah i can't really compare it to anything else so yeah that's my thoughts fair enough Tom? I've spoken about Hamilton a couple of times on the podcast before, so if anyone's like a regular listener, they'll know that it's one of my favourite musicals. I freaking love it. I think it's everything that's great about theatre in a show. Like, it's it's new and groundbreaking, and the choreo's amazing, and the staging's amazing, and like the revolving, the revolving stage they use. I think I've seen a couple of shows do that before, and I think often it's just kind of there almost like as a as a gimmick but it feels like such a ingrained part of Hamilton like everything works so well with it like all the choreography has gone into it with that in mind and and the staging as well uh they use it to show like relationships and uh like for for literal movement like in the hurricane scene they make it look like he's in the middle of a hurricane by like lifting up chairs and stuff on the revolving stage it's got a great cast and I don't know. I, I just feel like he's found a way to make history cool and interesting. And I think if someone went into a school and said like, you know, like if your history teacher came in and said, Oh, today we're going to make history interesting and cool with rap. Mm-hmm. You would like laugh them out of the classroom, but it's just, he kind of did that and then proved everyone wrong. And I don't know. We, we were comparing it to Les Mis and saying how, Les Mis is not my favourite musical in the world. Um, I, I've i never seen it in the West End, though, so just bear that in mind. But we, we were saying that how like, you can picture people just like taking two steps forward and two steps back with the flag. Like, do you hear the people say... Like, for for the war scenes, whereas... I don't know, the, the all the war scenes in Hamilton are just so exciting and so fast-paced and... It's, I don't know. It just it just kind of is more of a representation, I think, of what war actually would be instead of the kind of musical version. Um, I kind of disagree with Anna and what she was saying about the close-ups because I feel like they've they've filmed it in a way that you can kind of see that stuff in the background. And I, I don't know. I always think like a good ensemble's job is to blend in and not be noticed. It just sort of makes the whole thing look better by kind of, you know, subconsciously. And I think it does that really well. And I I also think that there are bits that are probably missed out, but that's something for you to then go to the show in person and be like, oh, I don't remember seeing this or I've never seen this before. This this looks so much better. Yeah. And I guess just to to answer your question, Lucy, about things being scaled up on Broadway, I think like yeah absolutely i think that's we said we were disappointed when we saw it in the west end and i think that's why i i I think people on broadway always want to come over to west end and do a west end show because i don't know i think americans are sort of have this like really romantic idea of i was gonna say finish that sentence because i can't think (laughs) yeah I i think they have this really like romantic idea of British culture and British people because they get Downton Abbey and 
um, flea bag and stuff like that. But in reality, I'm not saying the West End is bad. I think the West End is fantastic. I would sort of, you know, be lost without it. But I think it's not in comparison. It's just not as good as Broadway because they throw more money at it. Yeah, and, the scale of shows is much bigger. Yeah, and the competition is like ten times higher than it is in the UK just because there's that much there's there's that many more people in the US. So I think just the overall competitiveness of it is it's like fighting to be seen, which is is what acting on stage is really. Yeah. And I think that's something that's kind of missed out in the West End because you know, like, don't get me wrong, it's still probably the most competitive industry in the UK, but I think, you know, there's, like, agents for everyone almost, and there's not as many people to compete with, so the standards may be not quite as high. And also, it's just part of, you know, like, American culture, I think, is just to... Like, you know, if if they... F- for an example, we've all been to Disneyland. If they built a Disneyland in the UK you could imagine the difference in the staff between the UK one and the US one. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like With you that would... And I, I feel like that kind of... Not in the same way, but I feel like that translates to to Broadway a little bit. Anyway, yeah, slight tangent. I th- but I, th- I think what I was trying to say is that the, the scale definitely adds this, like... I don't know, atmosphere to, to the show. And you, you can just tell how big the theatre is and how hard everyone's worked on it, especially because it's the original cast as well. Yeah. But yeah, I, I freaking love it. I cannot fault it. Yeah, there you go. Fair enough. Yeah, I was just looking through the Tonys that they won. So they won 11. They won it for Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical, Best Original Score, Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role in a Musical, Best Costume Design of a Musical, Best Lighting Design of a Musical, Best Performance by an Actor in a Featured Role in a Musical, Best Performance by an Actress in a Featured Role in a Musical, uh, Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading, in a leading Musical, Best Choreo, uh, Best Orchestration and Best Direction of a Musical. Literally, is there the, really the, much anything else yeah. to win? You know, I think Lynn Manuel Miranda also has. I, th- I think <laughs> I could, this is when I stick my foot in it. I think he has the. He got the youngest. He's the youngest person to win a Tony Award for like best original soundtrack for In the Heights when he's like twenty three or something. So we he's were just talking like about how old he is now and like how much he's done in his life. He's. Well, I won't say what Jazz said to me when <laughs> he found out how old he was. Yeah. So <laughs> he's 40. 42? No, he's oh, 40, 40, right? Okay. And I'm 30. And I <laughs> and I I found out how much, like, he's making, it was something silly, like $160,000 a week or something silly. And I said to Lucy, do you reckon I'd be able to, like, make that much by in 10 years? Like, he's done it in five Yes. Well, when you say he was 23 when In the Heights came out, I mean, after 17 years, okay, when you say 17 years, all that's behind him, okay, it's it's kind of understandable, it's still amazing, but 17 years is a good significant amount of time, but when you say he's 40 and he's got all of this under his belt, it's just incredible. That's that's why Hamilton was such a good choice for him to, to do as a show and also to play, because he is... Hamilton, like, exactly. you know, the story is about someone that just works nonstop and is constantly writing. Yeah. And he's done that. 
I said to Jazz, do you think it's odd for him, like, being the role and then like his interactions with the other characters in the show because he has he know he knows more than anyone else what the other character is going to say back to him mm. probably more than the character the actor or actress playing that character knows and i said it just must be so odd like that you've written this whole show and it's being played out and you're playing within the show and you know what's coming i said do you think it's how he envisaged it do you think like it's, it's, I just don't know anyone else that's ever been in that situation where they've played in their show they've written. I was gonna say he, but he probably knew Hamilton better than anyone else. Mm. Like, cause he did that research, he became Hamilton to write that show. Um, so yeah, I would have loved to have been in the workshops for this show mm. to see, because yeah. they had so much content for this show and to pick out the stuff. Like, it's a long show for a show. It yeah. is long, yeah. Um, two hours to- forty. And if you, I think there's the mixtape, isn't it, which is like mm. other songs that were, were in cut, the that yeah. were cut from the show. Wow! And you yeah. just think, wow, to cut the show, and then you've got that. Like, what did you cut? Like, yeah, exactly. I would love yeah. to see those workshops and see how they decided to cut things, what they did, what was needed to make the show what it is. Like, I would, uh, I'd really recommend to anyone listening the documentary on Hamilton because they I go, didn't know they, that existed. Oh, it's so good. They they go into all of that stuff and it's like him writing at his kitchen table with other people and they're like we need to cut this and like he'd written too much and then he hadn't written enough and um it's it's so so interesting uh, and it's got all the cast in it they like go to like people's houses like alexander hamilton's house and stuff like that wow. they read through aaron burr and hamilton's letters to each other but yeah no I'd, I'd recommend that if you get a chance i think especially if if you're on the fence about hamilton or you don't like Hamilton or I mean I mean obviously of course if you love it as well but I think it won't necessarily change your opinion on the show itself but it will give you an insight into how much went into it and why and that perfectly leads into me Tom as I would be one of those people so Hamilton is not really my cup of tea I can appreciate the stage you talk about the revolving stage Tom is phenomenal and not just amazing because we've seen revolving stages before but the way they used it mm-hmm. it was it was very well utilized and must say i almost feel like it's like they know how much money it is to have a revolving stage they're like if we're gonna have it we're gonna have it and we're gonna use mm-hmm. it yeah. properly yeah. yeah well i think like um, as, as a sorry jazz just just no, as, an, as, a, as a brief like example if anyone listening has seen it i know you guys have Shrek. They have a revolving stage in Shrek, and they use it quite effectively as a way to show that they're traveling while stuff goes across in the background. But that's kind of it, and it's a bit like, well, you could maybe have just like walked on the spot. And I think they use it occasionally for set changes, like you know, or rotate, and there'll be a different set on the back of it. But it's not Hamilton just uses it in a completely different way, and yeah, it does. It really does. Puts it to shame. Yeah. I would love to be able to choreograph something on a revolving stage as well as they have choreographed it because it's almost like they'd set the stage at a speed to match the choreography perfectly. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was. It is just so, so well thought out. There's only um, two other shows that I've seen where a revolving stage has been used as well as that. One is The Lion King and the other one is Lord of the Rings. But Lord of the Rings, their production costs were so high 
they they couldn't do anything else but use it but yeah crazy um yeah it's not it's not it's just not my thing and i i keep questioning myself about it and i cannot pinpoint what it is that i'm not liking not getting it it might be a show that grows on me i've had i've had shows like that before but yeah just don't get the hype maybe because i'm not american i know it's a big thing over here but not being american and not really knowing a lot of what they're talking about like i didn't get what they were talking about half the time i could follow the story on because it was so well acted out but yeah and references to stuff i just just didn't get it also i found it very methodic if that makes sense like you could see what was coming you could see what was next you could feel what the music was going to do and if that's purposely done that's awesome but it just seemed a bit predictable to me i mean i like r&b i like hip-hop i used to listen to all of that when i was younger so i know it's not that aspect of it that's putting me off yeah maybe a bit more singing i would probably like that i don't think you're just too old for it maybe maybe (laughs) in all seriousness maybe it is an age thing maybe i'm out of that age bracket to appreciate the the historical aspect of it like i didn't enjoy history at school that may be a factor that that puts me off well when you watch a musical like what are you looking to get from a musical that's what you need to ask yourself i want it to make me i, I want to feel it and it didn't i just didn't feel it there you go, that, then. that was it that's, that's enough isn't it I'll, I'll be honest i wish i wish more people would admit to maybe not enjoying it or not understanding bits of it because yeah. i I feel like one thing that that bugs me, and I think we've spoken about this before as well, is that I tend to kind of go against the grain with popular stuff just because it's it's not because I like to be different. It's just because I feel like when a lot of people start following something, it kind of ruins the, um, I don't know, it kind of ruins that thing if like it goes from like, being some uh, like a really special thing to you that you can talk about a couple of people to to you know everyone know like it would be it would be like you having a a secret and just then like everyone in school or work finding out is kind of like that for me it it ruins it a little bit and i think it's it's kind of going to contradict what i'm saying but i think he's done a really good job in writing a a really good show that you have to know inside and out the story to enjoy yeah which doesn't really make sense because it's one of the biggest musicals of all time and everyone's become obsessed with it and i feel like part of that is just because other people like it and then you know other people have gone oh yeah well i like this thing by proxy now as well so yeah i feel like maybe it would be I don't know. I feel like if more people admitted to how they feel about it, it maybe it wouldn't be as big as it is. I know what you mean. I I wonder if a fact of that is because it's Lin Manuel Miranda and people know him from other stuff, yeah. so they were kind of predicting it was going to be great before it came out. So when it mm-hmm. came out, it was a big hit, 
before people even really knew about it. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how successful it was if he wasn't already a huge name when yeah. he wrote it. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I think know. people like the music and they liked mm-hmm. the album and the album was so big and so huge. And I think they've enjoyed that so much. They just accepted whatever the story would be. I wonder if yeah. that is the case for a lot of people, but it's just... I guess the other factor is it's not like anything else I've ever seen. Hmm, and when true. I say that, what I mean is that it is very much like Lame is in the way that it's basically music throughout. I was I would say sung throughout, but it's not it's really It's like fun. a rap opera. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, yeah, exactly. It's a rap opera and that just doesn't exist. Yeah. So... True. Well, it does now, but... I think another reason as well is like Americans love their history. They do. And finding an undiscovered person, obviously people knew who he was, but they didn't know to the extent of how important he was. And I think presenting him in this way and telling the story the way he is in this, and also what it stands for, like, for example, like George Washington was a massive racist, and then they had a black guy play George Washington. And I just think there was lots of things people liked that the show did. Well, it's like everything yeah. that Americans love. It's yeah. People shooting guns and history it's, about uh, it's, them, but it's their like good history. It's their independence. Them, yeah. And uh, it came at a that. time of like massive political turmoil. Like Donald Trump had, you know, was was being elected around the time, and uh, it was like, you know what? Let's forget about our current political situation and let's let's remember what America was built on originally. And mm. yeah. Exactly. How we got here. Yeah. And making fun of the Brits. They love that, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. And it's, it's, I think it's nice that it's been so big in Britain as well because it's like a reminder that. We're not as Britain, proud. Well, as like, big. especially with everything at the moment, like the, you know, <laughs> Black, Black Lives Matter that, that has been going on. It's a nice True. reminder that Britain. And Brexit. Are very, very rarely the good guys in history. Like, yeah. <laughs> we've consistently been awful awful yeah. an awful nation of people it's crazy that we own well, america though like that was mad don't get me wrong we've done good things crazy. as well but yeah. like <laughs> of course we've, we we've done we've done a lot of stuff like most of our culture is just stolen from tea? other places so yeah <laughs> tea, <laughs> tea. <A> roast yeah <laughs> fish and chips <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice reminder to people to just say like yeah look we can this is this is history so we can laugh at it but it's important to remember why it's important same same as what you said about George Washington having loads of slaves. It's like, yeah, it's horrible and it's disgusting and it should never have happened. But also it's in the past and we, we can did. kind of yeah. we can kind of stick it to this person by having him played yeah. by a black actor. Yeah. True. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he Why would have hated not? that. So Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um and Alexander Hamilton is on the ten dollar bill. Like how could people forget about him? He mm. did so much for America's financial situation. It just baffling very baffling but mm-hmm. it's clever it is clever and yeah like i said i enjoyed the stage the staging was awesome the choreography i thought was was simple but it was utilized with the stage uh george the third he had me in stitches and mm. let's not talk about saliva because that's <laughs> crazy <laughs> on Twitter. That literally blew uh, my mind. Bless <laughs> him. Yeah, that's one disadvantage I, I, to close-ups. I can't, I can't believe that's him. Do you know what I mean? I can't believe that's, 
That's Kristoff. Jonathan Groff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when I watched him on the Into the Unknown documentary before I watched him in Hamilton, and I loved him from seeing him like going in to do his all of the singing for Frozen, and then <laughs> I saw him do that like literally the day after, and I was like, I just could not believe it was the same two people. That is the sign of a very talented man. That yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's interesting. You said that's one of, one of the downsides of close-ups because I, I love seeing stuff like that like oh, when he was spitting i was like yes go for it <laughs> spit it more even spit it was Grim. just like just dribble dribble it's like a drooling dog Jeez. D- is, it, yeah yeah i mean everyone's been talking about it we don't need to talk about it anymore but exactly. it does that was one of the main things i've taken away from the show if i'm honest yeah fair enough uh, the lighting i have to mention the lighting the lighting absolutely deserved a tony very good very clever very well done it's one thing i do enjoy and also i must applaud them on the sound usually when you watch a filmed staged production the the sound is all off so Mm. lucy and i watched the grinning man which was was a film sound production the the script was quiet and the song was so loud like so so different but it wasn't even like the level of volume it was the actual sound that was coming through the tv i don't know if it was the way they were singing or the way it was produced uh but it was not pleasing to listen to at all so we had an issue with west end hamilton when we the sound when we saw it live Mm. um it was i don't know it was really quiet and it sounded like people were kind of slurring their words and it's so important with Hamilton if you miss one word like yeah. you're lost it's a mile a minute and it's just like uh, I, I that was one of the main reasons I was really disappointed with it but I'm so glad that yeah like you said it was I th- they had to do it well otherwise people are going to get so <laughs> like such a huge thing but yeah no I agree, I agree. fair enough just, let great. me just give you a few more facts and figures so, as of the 6th of June 2019, Hamilton had made 1.8 billion. 1.8 billion. That is crazy. Mm, that's mm. even numbers that I can't think of in my exactly. head. Exactly. And most, or some people may know that um, they sold Hamilton to Disney Plus for 75 million. There's nothing really, is it? When what? You think, when you think about it, if he's making. For Disney. Well, yeah. Disney will buy that. No problem. Yeah. 78, 75 million? Sure. It's probably ch- loose change in Mickey Mouse's I pocket. I still think that's me- like mental money for one. I mean, this is this is what is so... This is why Disney is so successful because they've, they've now made so much money they can give away $75 million, which is a huge, huge amount of money and yeah, it's nothing to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, to, but to Lin-Manuel Miranda, he's like... He, He's rolling know, around like, yeah, 100% dollar bills. I'll take that. I think it was a good platform to have it on. Yeah, I agree. Um, mm. I Not I, sure I do. Well, Lima Miranda's done a lot for Disney, hasn't he? He's been in Mary Poppins. Yes. He's working for uh, doing the Little Mermaid live action at the moment. Yeah. Did He's done songs a lot from for, Moana. Yeah, so he's done a lot for Disney. And Little Mermaid, did you say that? Yeah. Yep. Oh, I missed that. So yeah, obviously it was released on the 3rd of July, ready for Independence Day. Clever, clever again. Like, that guy's IQ must be through the roof. But also, Alexander Hamilton died on the 11th of July, 1804. That's a happy coincidence. Like, no. it's right, right close. 
So it's perfect time to do it. Yeah, exactly. So when, when you listen to this, it? it would have already been gone, but we were recording before. Yeah, crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, I just wanted to talk about a certain character, and it is portrayed by... Oh, I'm going to mess up her name now, aren't I? Ariana DeBose? DeBose? DeBose. I'm going to go with DeBose. And it is The Bullet. Mm, so I saw this. Yeah, oh, if I you've read seen this. That's cool. Hamilton, then what well, I was a bit confused at first. I was like, okay, why well, why is that woman stood in between them two like Oh no, I, I had to explain it to you, didn't I? I, was like, I got that straight away. I loved that. Okay. But there's a reason why it was her and she was killed for suspected espionage right after You'll Be Back, which a song in Hamilton. Go and look at it, go and watch it. Yeah, and is the first one to die. So that's then why she's then the bullet for other people. Um, and later on, you see the character flirting with her, and it's like somebody's flirting with death. Um, and I think that's really clever to... Like, because obviously you wouldn't use bullets, and, and you wouldn't see it even if you did, but to then use a person portrayed and have a story behind her that's that's clever on top of clever it's forward planning isn't it it's like lin-manuel miranda when he wrote it knew that he wasn't going to be able to have a proper bullet on stage so he thought right well how are we going to do this and make it have a purpose yeah all intertwined it's very clever clever it's it's that like slow motion and the rewind and everything that he does and it's just so effective like going because a lot of the show is fast-paced so when those slow motion Mm -hmm. moments happen it is lovely. Does such a beautiful moment. Yeah. yeah. And when Aaron Burr shoots Alexander Hamilton at the end scene, I don't want to... Spoiler, if anyone <laughs> hasn't watched it yet. Too late. But when Ariana, who's playing the bullet, goes, there's actually an ensemble that step in between to cause that freeze to happen. Yeah. So that it's a, a visual moment for for them to freeze to then go back to put you back into the story before... It all ends. Just to put it into perspective that you were looking at earlier, I've just Googled it. So they paid $75 million. Disney is worth roughly $130 billion. So, Got that uh, in the back pocket, mate. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. nothing. Absolutely nothing for them. Yeah. Crazy. They, pay, they, paid, they paid the same amount for their... No, um, oh, sorry. They, pay, they paid $75 billion for their um, Fox deal when they bought fox so i mean like so they've that... paid the same amount for hamilton as they have done for fox no that's mi- million versus billion million oh, billion, sorry. billion. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but just just for like to put that into perspective that's yeah like say, that geez. was a sizable chunk but still not really enough for them to to make a massive dent so crazy wow yeah. right to finish we had it as album of the week we've now watched a film stage production tom and anna you have seen the production in the west end it's playing at the victoria wasn't it victoria palace yeah. yeah victoria palace out of five mics lucy what are you giving it for all or collectively collectively uh oh now that i've seen it as well as listened to it um purely because of the original cast the broadway cast who i just want to say because i haven't said yet both male and female actors actresses were phenomenal i feel like with this show it's quite easy to let the women maybe 
not get as much of a mention. And I thought all three of the sisters and actually women who were in the ensemble playing uh, soldiers or whatever were incredible. Yeah. So because of that factor, maybe if I'd have seen a different production of it, it might not be. I'm going to go with a (laughs) 4.85. (laughs) 4.85. Okay. Is that allowed? Yeah, 4.85. I just realised that it should probably be 7.5. That makes more sense, doesn't it? That's fine. You can have have as many mics as you want. You get from 0 to 5 and you pick. Anna, what would you give it out of 5 mics? Um, Oh, I don't know. Because the West End one wasn't. Mm. See, I had the problem with the West End one because I went into the West End production not knowing a clue about the show because the sound wasn't as good. I couldn't hear what was going on. So a lot of the time I was like trying to like a couple of steps behind what was happening, trying to figure out what was going on. Um, So I have to give points for that, like deduct mics, I guess, for that. But Mm -hmm. I cannot fault anything else for the show, like lighting, staging, choreography. I want to give a shout out to the choreography as well because we haven't really talked about it. Mm -hmm. But I just, that choreography, there's nothing... I can't compare that choreography to anything else. There's so much diversity within the choreography. Um, and I think there's a reason for the mo- ev- there's a reason for every single movement in that show. I feel like with some shows you just watch them do a pretty dance and it looks pretty, but there's no meaning behind it. Whereas I feel like the movement I wouldn't yeah, I would call it more movement rather than dance for some of it as well. Um, but I just loved it and it was just so effective. Um so yeah, I need to give a shout out to that. But yeah, it was so good. Staging actors were phenomenal. Really great parts in that show. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Just because the West End wasn't as good. Fair enough. Tom? 75 million. <laughs> <laughs> Final yes. offer. Yes. Uh, yeah. So f- f- Five stars. Five mics. Five mics. Wow. I don't it's, think it's... Tom's ever given anything five mics. No, I think I think I've given like you gave the album five mics. I've given a couple. Yeah, but yeah, for a show as a whole, is is the the perfect show in my eyes. So wow, fair enough. What do you not think the West Tom. End one let it down? Five from yeah, Tom. but I'm um, I don't think I think that's a reflection on that production instead of as Hamilton as a piece of theatre. I think. What he had in mind was what was on Disney Plus, and that deserves five stars. The one we saw in the West End, maybe not, mm. but yeah, yeah, I'd give the Broadway one five stars, but I can't because I've seen the West End one. <laughs> okay, five mics. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, and I'm going to give it three mics. Just it's just not my cup of tea. Just not my cup of tea. I can appreciate it for the theatre aspect and everything that's gone into it and how clever it is because it's super clever. But yeah, it's just just not my thing, unfortunately. But can't please everyone, can you? So um, yeah, very good. So that was a Hamilton special from us. It's been such a big thing. We thought we'd do uh, a special for that. We will resume back to normal in the next episode thank you for listening from all of us goodbye
Podcast. Don't throw away your shot.